Welcome everyone to Heroes of Gaming, the podcast channel that talks with the people who make the games we love. This week, our hero is a legendary woman who is the icon for 90s gamers everywhere. Since that era, she has stood as an inspiration for women and for men as a symbol of strength, grace, and honor. Throughout her career, she has left an indelible impression on the hearts and minds of gamers, whether she's appearing in international classics like NBA Jam or commanding lead roles like Headmistress Helga or Vala from War Gods. Her performances are always so impactful. But the real ground-shattering role came to us in 1994 as she became Sonya Blade. Her portrayal of Earthrealm's most badass special forces hero made even the most terrifying sorcerer start to sweat from the kiss of death. Carrie Ann Hoskins, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. What an amazing intro. Are you sure you're talking about me? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Of course we are. This is a, this is a real, real treat, a real honor to uh, chat with you. Um, you know, you've been a part of so many amazing games that have, you know, stayed with us forever and people are now just also resurging a lot of these games retro games are now becoming a new fad so a whole nother generation of people are learning of your work and uh being inspired by it so I yeah think- I feel like i've been um brought back from the dead uh, <laughs> <laughs> well for some of us you never left so we're excited to ask you that first big question how did this all start take us down memory lane what kind of kid were you growing up? Um, I was quite a tomboy growing up, actually. Um, my my stepdad moved around a lot. So um, I think I went to like 13 different schools in my life. And um, we ended up at this farmhouse in Cambridge, Minnesota. And that's where I graduated high school and stuff. But I pretty much grew up, you know, farm girl, tomboy hung out with my brother quite a bit building tree forts and taking care of the animals and and that kind of stuff so i i was kind of athletic in my own way um i did gymnastics and stuff in school and then i got more athletic after i graduated and started getting into boxing my brother was into boxing and i always loved it but at that time they didn't allow girls in golden gloves Hmm. So I used to box my brother and then, you know, I got a WWF trainer, um, probably in my early twenties, 1920 and started to getting it. I joined a team of girls and we, you know, went across the United States and, and we were in clubs doing WWF wrestling. We'd start out boxing and then we'd, you know, throw our gloves off and start wrestling. So (laughs) that must've been amazing. That's like a it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Wow. And so, I mean, I, I actually was going to go to school to be a vet tech and I was almost done with school and I just kind of got thrown into the modeling world. You know, I, I never really had that much confidence growing up mm-hmm. and never thought of myself pretty enough to be a model or anything like that. So, um, I don't know, growing up on a farm, you just, you don't think about that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> shocking, shocking that you, that even you are saying, you know, I had a confidence problem. That's so interesting. Oh yeah. I was so, so shy and wow. I think modeling really brought that out. Um, just being more 
being able to talk to people. And I, I used to have a huge, huge problem talking to people. I just was so insecure and shy. Wow. So um, once people started, you know, looking at me like I was this model and, and good enough to be, you know, in, you know, commercializing stuff and, and whatever, I was just like, really me? You know, it, it was my, it was my sister who had started modeling for Playboy and uh. I was actually there watching one of her shoots at her house and, you know, eating potato chips and drinking champagne in the back, you know, like, Hey, this looks cool. And, and then they turned around and they look at me and they said, do you want to go in the next shoot with your sister? And I was like, um, <laughs> me talking <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, it just, you know, nudity and that kind of stuff never really bothered me. So um, I started modeling for Playboy and that was kind of my breakthrough. And as I worked with Playboy, they actually hired me to be a producer, um, in the newsstand specials and I did hair and makeup and, and styling and that kind of stuff. So that really gave me a lot of experience. And I had just happened to be in the office editing photos one day, um, you know, picking out the bad ones and yeah. the good ones. <laughs> And um, it wasn't for me. It was for another model. And the phone rang and it was actually Jack Hagar. And he was looking for a couple models for this game called NBA Jam. And I said, I'll, I'll do it. You know, sounds like fun. I mean, you know, I've never done any kind of cheerleading or anything, but I know a girl. So I brought another Playboy model who um, was actually a lovable and so we did this photo shoot together and I just kind of copied whatever she was doing. She's like, okay, do this, do this. And, and she showed me all the cheerleading moods, um, moves. And, and that was the start of it. And, you know, uh, revolution X came on after that. That was another one of Jack Hager's games. Yeah. And, and then Mortal Kombat three came around. They were looking for a new Sonya and asked me to do it. And I said, I love doing this. I get to do my stunt work. Yeah. You know, I, my, my boxing and, you know, my, my gymnastics and that kind of stuff. I didn't know that much about karate, um, but they had Carlos Pacina on the side showing me the moves and I would just copy what he was doing. So yeah. that's actually how my karate career started. Wow. <laughs> it was, I was just kind of thrown into it. My so, goodness. Yeah. But you see, you're always willing. That's what it seems like. You know, you have a great uh, personality for like, let's just go and do it. Let's go and experience it. Uh, wow. Just yeah, I, I have this thing with myself that is if something intimidates me, I have to do it. Mm. Um, even though if it scares me or whatever, I'm kind of a thrill seeker. But um, I think because of my upbringing, being so shy and stuff and and facing my fears of modeling, um, it just kind of led to other things, you know, anything that intimidated me, it was like, okay, I got to do this, I'm you know, attack it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, let's, let's rewind just a little bit here because, uh, you know, I mean, you're on, you're on the covers of these arcades. I mean, you're, 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 you're so iconic. So NBA jam comes out and you're thinking, okay, this little photo shoot happened. Did you ever think that it would get that kind of world renowned, you know, like just international recognition. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, um, Midway Valley at the time seemed like a really small company 
And I mean, it really wasn't, it was really climbing at that time. And the, the places that we would shoot, you know, like um, Mortal Kombat 3 and, and, and Revolution X and NBA Jam was like in a, in a closet that cleared out all this equipment and made a green screen and, you know, started shooting characters for these games. So it didn't really seem like it was going to be big because right. it was just kind of so archaic at the time. You know, our computers would keep crashing because they didn't have enough RAM for all the video that they were inputting into this. So um, yeah, had no idea I'd be doing interviews 25 years later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So what was that? What was it like when you started to, I mean, did you actually get like phone call after phone call? Like, oh my goodness, your face is on this cabinet. You're, you're everywhere. Were you starting to get like recognized uh, after NBA jam or was it more after revolution X? Well, I mean, the video game community was quite small at that time. And it, it's like I, I'd be able to walk anywhere and no one's going to really uh, recognize me. It would just happen once in a great while. And it still does once in a great while. And but it's usually kind of queued up a little bit like um, yesterday I was at the hospital with with my son and he was getting Botox in his leg. He has cerebral palsy hmm. and um, he had actually fractured his leg last December, a spontaneous break. Sometimes oh. it happens with you know, cerebral palsy, if their uh, bones are weak or something like that. If you don't use your bones, they get weaker and weaker. Mm-hmm. So someone who doesn't stand is going to naturally have uh, atrophy. Bones. Yeah. Yeah. So it spontaneously broke and he was asking me exactly, you know, what was the position he was in when it broke and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I don't really know. I was actually in LA at the time doing a job um, and I flew home right away you know, after it happened, I turned around and flew back. We were, I was, and he says, Oh yeah, what were you doing in LA? And I said, I was working, um, doing a Comic-Con and he kind of goes, what? (laughs) And he goes, what Comic-Con? I said, LA Comic-Con. Have you heard of it? He goes, yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's looking at me like, what are you doing there? You know, just this mom with this special needs boy. Mm -hmm. And I said, I was actually doing an appearance. Um, I did a, a video game a long time ago and he goes are you someone famous <laughs> and he goes what video game you know so it's always kind of like queued up like that where they're pulling information out of me and then all of a sudden they're just blown away there and he he couldn't even like inject the botox for a few minutes after that he looked up you know at the other doctor like holy shit are you ta- are, are you serious this is sonia blade in here yeah For me i'm always like what is the big deal it's a video game <laughs> yeah yeah it's true it's just a video game but uh, my goodness it's just we there's so many uh there's so many people out there that have been impacted by i mean you know in in many ways you are kind of the first woman to to break through i mean in mortal kombat 3 there are uh, there are other women actresses and who portray different characters but but sonya blade is is a human being you know and and it also represents you know kind of you know someone something that somebody can achieve and i and i think that's very inspirational you know and a lot of a lot of people gravitate towards that you know she's a she's a real world person you know she's not a half human half dragon or whatever you know all this other stuff is um but um yeah i think that's that's incredible i, I would i would have had the same reaction um <laughs> uh so uh in revolution x i have some questions about this game um 
what was that experience like? How many days did you shoot? Were you like, did you audition or is it just like NBA Jam? You just got the call. Um, I had worked with Jack Hager so much on the NBA Jam that, you know, he pretty much knew what I could do, how I was going to look on camera and blah, blah, blah. So he just asked me to do the next game. <laughs> and um, I actually helped with the costumes. You know, wow. he had the, the the cage dancer, you know, with the orange dress on. Yeah. And he said, you know, you're going to be dancing in this cage. I'm like, so I need like a stripper dress. Okay. And, you know, great, great big pumps, you know, on my, on my feet that were white and really, really big hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then with Mr. Helga, I said, I got a black wig and um, I have this Harley Davidson motorcycle jacket. You could do that. And, and then he would add like the decals and the chains and, and that kind of stuff. So we, we got to work together quite a bit because everything was such a pioneer event. You know, we didn't yeah. really know what we, we were doing, but we, we knew how to get there. You know, we knew what we had in mind and what we wanted to accomplish. So I had a lot of fun, you know, just helping out with, you know, designing a costume or giving <sighs> ideas because everybody was so open to that stuff at that time. That's so fascinating that that you actually contributed so much to that character. That's that's really exciting. <laughs> I, I never I never knew that. That's that's wonderful. And uh, and did you ever get to meet Aerosmith? Yes. Yeah. We shot for the whole day together. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had my own little concert right in front of me, you know, five feet away. It was awesome. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Do you, do you still keep in touch with any of these guys or no, No, it's there long gone. Okay. (laughs) Wow. What an experience though. A private concert with Aerosmith in the nineties. That's it was great. That must've been amazing. So uh, so Mortal Kombat three rolls around. Sonya Blade. Did you have an idea who this character was? Did you have yeah, an idea? I, of- I had heard about Mortal Kombat. I didn't know much about the characters or anything like that. Um, it was getting to be such a popular game that you know who hadn't heard about it. You know, with all the uh, the violence and right the controversy. So yeah, um, yeah, I definitely had heard about it. So I was excited to do the game. Oh, that's wonderful. And there's also a, there's a series of games, right? So you continued on to portray Sonya in a series of games, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, Mortal Kombat 4, mm-hmm. uh, Mythology, Sub-Zero. But one of the things that I thought was was really cool is that you had a Mortal Kombat like road tour that you would yeah. go on the road. Could you, I, so so I've never, I never got to see that. Did, what What was that about? That was really actually very challenging for me. Um, I wasn't supposed to do that tour because I knew nothing about karate. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Because yeah, they're going to ask you to I do had taken, I had taken a few karate, uh, you know, Tang Sudo classes. Um, and I had like a yellow belt. You know, I was not hearsed in it at all. And I was supposed to audition for this live tour. And the producer, David Fishoff, is the one who really wanted me because I was the Sonya Blade in the game. Um, so he was really pushing for me, but Pat Johnson, you know, who Pat Johnson is, he was yeah. the choreographer for, for the live tour. He was also the choreographer for the Mortal Kombat movies at the time, Karate Kid, yeah. Ninja Turtles. I mean, he was a rock star and he sees me, this blonde bimbo who's like trying to do forms and stuff, has no idea what the hell she's doing. <laughs> and he's like, she is worthless. And he's like, I don't want her on the tour. And the producer, David, he insisted, he says, she's going to help us do the promo work and blah, blah, blah. And so I became like the spokesmodel for the tour. 
And Pat Johnson just thought that's all I really was going to be. And, you know, give me some easy, easy stuff to do on stage to make it look like I can fight. But um, I proved myself with the coming months. We all went to the Catskill Mountains and we trained together for three months, 12 hours a day. And I remember rehearsing my first fight scene and his mouth just dropped open after we had showed him what we had learned. And he was like, and he started clapping. He was like so impressed. He couldn't, he couldn't believe I could actually throw a kick or a punch or whatever and do some gymnastics. Um, so that continued on as we trained and trained. And we originally were going to have two companies, an East Coast and a West Coast. And so we had two sets of all the characters that were training together. And the Sonia Blade that was supposed to play on the West Coast actually injured itself. Oh. So... I was doing her part and my part at the same time. And there's one point where my hair got stepped on and it pulled out a huge chunk of my hair. It was like this big. And I could just, I could hear it being pulled up. <laughs> oh. Like so bad. And I was like, whatever. Okay, let's keep going. And it was just, you know, stuff like that. And whatever I was asked to do, I would do it. And, you know, before we started working out, I would have my workout and, and I was just, trying to really prove my, myself to Pat Johnson, like you did not make a mistake here. And by the end of that, that session with, uh, you know, the, the Catskill mountains and we were ready to go on tour, he came up to me and he says, I just want you to know that I was wrong. And I think that you have balls of steel. And I was just like, thank you. <laughs> thank you master for recognizing my hard work. Wow. <laughs> I really, really tried. So that, that was very validating for me. And, and then we started the tour and it was awesome. It, we had so much fun, you know, visiting cities and kids and schools and, and speaking on radio and TV. And it was just, you know, one of my glory days. Wow. How, how wonderful. And again, that, that, that unstoppable, wonderful, positive attitude that you have within you is just conquering any obstacle that's, that's getting in your way. It's just so, it's so wonderful, uh, Carrie. That's, that's, that's incredible. Um, so when you um, move past uh, this, this kind of era a little bit, so is, is this kind of the last thing you do or you, because you, you're also doing war gods um, and you did NBA Showtime, NBA and NBC. Um, so you're, you're, you're still kind of in the later, latter part of the nineties, you're still, you know, contributing to video games was War Gods something that was part of your like in the middle of this tour, or how did that work? Uh, out? War Gods was pretty easy. That's when they were transitioning to 3D. Right. So really, all they had to do was make me a costume and um, take pictures of me, peel off my skin, and and put it onto a model. And um, so I was actually one month pregnant with twins when that when that was going on. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So uh, <laughs> the photo shoot and stuff, I was sucking in really hard. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Because, right. you know, Bella's costume, right? Yes. It's, there's and, hardly anything there. Yeah. And being pregnant with twins, you are getting big really fast. You know, you yeah. notice the difference every day. Um, I noticed in my belly, you know, it was growing so fast. So I think that was probably my biggest, you know, problem was just trying to stay looking fit with your, your abdominal muscles and that kind of stuff by being pregnant. Oh and then goodness. mythologies came along where I played Kia. Right. And, um, 
after that was shot, you know, we just a video for that. I was actually wearing, you know, this leather, this leather getup. And I had created like a, um, a black curtain underneath my, my, my leather bust. Yeah. It, (laughs) it was basically a maternity outfit Kia was wearing because I was three months at that time. I, you could definitely tell I was pregnant, Wow. but, um, yeah, I, I was doing conventions and everything, you know, being, being pregnant. It was nobody ever knew because (laughs) I had this sexy top on this leather top that was really revealing and being pregnant, you know, your, your chest grows. (laughs) So that's what they were looking at. They didn't even notice the belly. (laughs) Wow. That's a nice misdirection there. Good work. So after Mortal Kombat mythologies, you take a step back from everything to take care of your uh, family, your two sons. Right. My, my twins, I was undiagnosed with a condition called Ehlers-Danlos at the time. So I ended up having them very, very premature. They were three months early. Um, They were two and a half pounds when they were born. They were just, you know, 14 inches long. Yeah. So they were just teeny tiny and they needed a lot of medical care. And then they were diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And um, I decided just to stay home and, and care for them. Their, their needs were so much that I didn't want some stranger nurse, whatever, coming into my house every day and taking care of them. I just wanted to do it myself. I felt like I was the best person to do the job. So I put everything on the side wow. as far as modeling and stuff and, and became a mom. The world's greatest, world's greatest mom. Wow. What, what a heroic, what a heroic thing to do Um, because you're on a, just a crazy wave of both success and fame and to, to, to put all that aside and say, I'm going to be there for my kids is something that, you know, nobody does. So this is just what, what an amazing, what an amazing uh, heart, what an amazing uh, choice. You know, it's God and family first. And that's how it was brought up. And that's what I believe. You know, this world is about love. Everybody wants to be loved. You know, and they strive to find the perfect partner and and have your and procreate and have children. You know, if that's your dream, why wouldn't you follow follow through with it? You know, it it doesn't matter what happens after they're born, they're your children. So you have to be there for them. Oh, that's so wonderful. What a, what a wonderful sentiment. I, I think that's so amazing. And, and so, and so you became, I wanted to quit many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it had. Yeah, of course. Right. It's, it's got, it's, it's, it's own struggles and, and difficulties and my goodness, especially a special needs that your, your, your strength, it's almost like your whole life was preparing you to, to be strong enough to be able to do this. And, I mean, and, and how's it going? How, how is your life now? I mean, what what, what have you been doing uh, since this uh, video game era? Well, um, I I have a very good life now. I I'm remarried, and um, I I share custody with my ex. You know, with my boys, so I actually do get some time for myself now. We share custody 50-50, So my twins will go back and forth. We live just a mile and a half apart. And my new husband, Sean, is amazing with my boys. They absolutely love each other. Oh, wonderful. So, you know, and my two able-bodied kids, Sam and Leah, um, Sam is about to have his own baby. 
Um, he's engaged and, you know, it was a bit of a surprise a little early, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is, right? Congratulations. It's still, yeah. it's still exciting. Um, yeah. I've, I've been a grandma, you know, since I married Sean for the past four years, but now it's a little different when, when your own blood has, has their own kids. So I'm going to try to stay out of their business, but it's going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah. But you can't help it, right? You can't help that. Yeah. So, so also. Oh, I'm so daughter, sorry. Yeah, was, my, and then my daughter Leah is actually going to Columbia College. And, oh, very good. Here in Chicago. Right. Yeah. Hmm. She's looking to be in some sort of design field and she's very good at what she does. It's a good school for it. It's a very good school for it. Now, Carrie, I have two more questions for you, and they're sort of rumors. So I want to see if you can help me out to determine whether they're true or not. In 2013, did you do some motion capture work? Uh, for Killer Instinct, yes, for yeah. for for the character Maya, right? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, how cool! So, could you could you explain some of that? Like, what's that like uh, going from, you know, the basement of a '90s era like janitor's closet to an actual motion capture set? What, what was it? That was that was really fun. That call just kind of came out of the blue, and I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." You know, I, I've always kept up on my fitness and. And I actually was um, doing an art show in Chicago at the time, and I needed to deliver um, a piece of my art. So, you know, doing the photo shoot and and taking a break to deliver my art in the middle and and going back to the motion capture stuff. It was just very busy day, but it was <laughs> a lot of fun. And I learned a lot. I learned, you know, all those suits that they put on and then you have the silver balls all over and um, it it brought me kind of back into my glory days. And I had so much fun that day. I remember. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's amazing. And, uh, and then I also heard that you, uh, that you ran for office uh, out here in the suburbs. I was thrown into that. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I, um, I was kind of doing it as a favor for somebody. They needed a candidate. And I said, yeah, that was something that really intimidated me as politics. Cause I don't know that much about it. Yeah. I try not to, um, you know, get into it too much because it's just so screwed up all the time. Yeah. It's so polarizing. And, yeah. yeah it, it, it's not a positive thing for me. So it's not something that I like to concentrate on, but it intimidated me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I said, yes, I'll do it. And little did I know, but my opposing candidate um, decided to like, you know, Google me and, and look into my past. So he started you know, telling everybody that I was in Playboy. And I was like, is that all you got? <laughs> uh, you're well, awesome. So I was yeah. doing these interviews and they were saying, well, were you in Playboy? And I'm like, well, yes, I was. If I didn't Playboy, I wouldn't be here today. Right. You know, everything that you do in life is a stepping stone to get to where you are today. So do I, do I regret that? Absolutely not. No, you know, I wow. don't. I love it. Just the, that, that, that commanding presence. I mean, you know, it's so- yeah, and they didn't have anything to go on, you know, and, and my opposing candidate was like, well, she's got naked pictures. And I'm like, well, glad they don't have any naked pictures of you. That'd be scary. <laughs> Boom. That's great. That's terrific. <laughs> kind of give him a, a run for his money. He actually had to start. <laughs> he had to start going door to door and stuff. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. I got, I got a lot more votes than I was thought to have, you know, wow. and so it was, 
it was kind of fun. It was actually, it turned out fun. I didn't actually start campaigning until like a couple months before voting time. I was like, oh, I suppose I should start campaigning. So then I actually made him start campaigning too. So. <laughs> nice. Hey, that's, that's great. I mean, I, I love how you attack life, you know, you attack life and and the things that are intimidating to you at first, you make other people intimidated by how, how well you do them, you know? So thank you. I don't, I don't like to think as me as an intimidating person because I'm actually not, I love people. Right. And, um, anybody knows who, who has seen me at a Comic-Con or, or in person or whatever knows that I'm very welcoming and, and I love to talk to people. I love to get people's stories. Wow, that's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. And and uh, and I heard a story uh, that you stayed all night to sign autographs uh, because you're 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 so nice to your fans. You're so welcoming uh, to your fans. Um, is is that true? Uh, it was probably when I was on tour. You know, yeah. the kids. We would just be <laughs> run over by just hordes of kids that would come in and, and they're, they're trying to get their, their autograph item in your face. So you'll sign it. So you would sit there and it, it, it was so overwhelming, but it was like, this is amazing. The, just the energy that you feel off of these kids and the way that they look at you, I was going to stay there for every damn little autograph that I was going to sign for these kids. And that I just was not going to disappoint even one of them. Wow. And my, my bus mates, I always kind of got a little frustrated with that because, you know, they wanted to go home and back to the hotel and eat dinner and chill out. Of course. I was like, you're going to have to wait till this crowd is over. Wow. <laughs> oh, how fantastic. And, uh, and I have a few, I have a few more questions for you about um, what is, you know, looking back, cause you're doing the comic cons now, right? You're, you're going to yeah. different things. Okay. Yeah, that's what happened in 2020, I posted a, a picture of me in costume because I turned 50 that my girlfriends talked me into. And um, because I was so scared to do that, I did it. <laughs> and they challenged me and dared me and I did it. And then I posted it. I remember even sending it to Ed Boone right before. And I'm like, should I do this? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I have this photo and I'm like, and he's like, yeah, do it, do it. So I did. And then it just went wild. And ever since then, I've gotten an agent and I'm doing appearances across the United States and having a ball. It's wow. So you're, you're back. Sonia Blade is back. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's terrific. And in reflection of those years from the first one to now, do you have any regrets? Is there anything that if you could travel back in time and tell your younger self, what would you say? Um, I'm not really sure because like, you can always say you should be more grateful and blah, blah, blah. But I remember just being really grateful, you know, with the way people looked at me and looked up to me, I really felt a responsibility and it really, I really was grateful for that. I just, I really didn't feel deserving. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, I relished every moment cause I, I for sure thought it was going to be temporary. Well, you made it last forever. You know, it was your portrayal that made it last forever. So that's. So I think John and Ed made it last forever. I'm, I'm just one of the helpers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very, it's very nice of you to say. And you always have such kind words for the people you work with, and of course the projects you work on. But 
Was there ever any projects offered to you that you didn't take? And were there any struggles in your career? And if so, I mean, how did you overcome them? In the 90s, I mean, it was hard because, you know, producers and and when you're trying to get jobs and stuff, um, a lot of men try to take advantage of you. Like, you right. know, you do this, you know, you might get this job. And and I never did anything, anything like that. I, I was never, I don't want to say desperate because I don't feel like the women who were abused or whatever were desperate. They really wanted the job. And I think maybe it just was too overwhelming or something like that for them. But me, I always, I always have a grounded, I I have a huge family and my sisters and my brother and, and my parents and stuff always made me feel like I wasn't that big a deal. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're, you always feel grounded and, and, if you have to, if you have to do something that you don't believe in to get something, then it shouldn't be yours. So I always had that kind of mentality and, you know, there was some stuff in, in LA that I, I could have done, you know, I, I could have furthered my career if I would have slept with a certain person or whatever, but it just wasn't meant to be for me. You know, I was meant to go back home and, and have babies and, and help these two individuals that were severely disabled for the rest of their life. I feel like I'm more of a server than I am um, an entertainer. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's incredible. And uh, you're a woman of integrity and what, what an example to follow. It actually leads, leads me into this other question, which you so artfully articulated, which is, you know, being a woman in a video game industry, which is male dominated, kind of one of the last male dominated entertainment industries uh, with the recent Me Too movement and all this other stuff. Um, and there are women that are breaking into video game design, video game creation. Um, mm-hmm. So not just in front of the camera, but also behind it. Um, right. What advice would you give to these women? Stick to your guns. You know, whatever you do, do it well. If, if you're competing with another man for a job, do better. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. It's the best person should get the job. So be hearsed in your craft, be good, you know, and you shouldn't really have anything to worry about these days. You know, you do once in a while, get that harassment, but it's not as much as it used to be. And now people can get in trouble for it. So there's a lot of help out there. So if you do run into stuff like that, there's, there's somebody that you can go to always. So, and we didn't really have that back then. So I, I really feel sorry for the women that felt like they were trapped, you know, and it doesn't mean they had bad integrity or, or bad manners or just not brought up. Right. It just means they got into a situation that they weren't expecting and they didn't know what to do at the time. A lot of time, it just, it, it, it surprises you, you know, and you, and you don't know how to react and it's so uncomfortable. You just don't know what to do. So I don't know. I didn't, I mean, you know, I, I'm not innocent of being abused by any men. Of course, you know, it, when I was very young, it had happened to me. And I remember that feeling and I didn't want my career to feel like that. Mm. So I always just, you know, just gave it the hand and, and I just walked away from it. Wow. That's and 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 what a powerful piece of advice to stick to your guns. I mean, that is that is a wonderful, a wonderful mantra. It's also like 
very Sonia of you to say that. <laughs> Stick to your guts. I don't want to suck it up, Buttercup. I say that to myself all the time. Like if I'm crying or, you know, something is too frustrating or whatever, I will talk to myself and I will say, suck it up, Buttercup. It's not that serious. <laughs> right. And right. You're going to live. Wow. That's so amazing. Um, and then uh, one of the, the last question we have here, is there anything you would like to tell us about something that is on the horizon, something you'd like us to promote, something you want us to support, uh, any causes or any, um, or any of your new stuff coming out, you know, like your wonderful art or, or anything like that? Well, my, my, I, I love UCP. I love what they do for people. And um, I'm, I'm always trying to support stuff like that. So if there's a charity that you're thinking about that you want to donate to that, you know, through business or whatever, you have some money that you can contribute is UCP is always a great one. Um, they have so much information out there for people that need it and, and help. So, you know, I'm, I'm always advocate for them and um, my art, my art, I, I have a website and I have art on it. I have an Instagram and a Facebook and everything is kind of seamless. It's all Carrie Ann at Carrie Ann Gallery. Um, if you want to come and say hi to me, I try to talk to my fans and, and answer everybody. My, my DMs can get pretty overwhelming. So I do kind of ignore those once in a while. But <laughs> I, do, I do try to um, answer everybody publicly. And is there any um, upcoming video games or if anybody offered you a video game role, would you take it? There might be something coming up, but oh. I can talk about it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I, I have been working. I have been working. Thank you for sharing all this. It's not always butterflies and rainbows. You know, I, I, I try to show people on Instagram and Facebook that my life is not that great and easy, you know, as, as one would think, you know, I struck struggled through depression and I, I, you know, have problems with my kids and, and I have my struggles too. So, you know, all the filters and, and all that stuff that social media is full of, I just want everybody to know that I, I do have problems too. And, and I just work through them and I love to talk to people who are going through the same struggles. I feel like I do have a little bit of wisdom to help people through it. So, yeah. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. No, it's a, it's a great note to end on. Enjoy your time with your family. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care.